welcome to the Quarter 3 Games Podcast for uh, mid-May 2021. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Silent Hill. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not A Machine for Pigs. Mm. I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not Pokemon Snap. What does that have to do with Resident Evil The Village, McMaster? You you broke our finely crafted intro. <laughs> well, I so mean... we are just going to talk Resident Evil uh, this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk specifically about the village. We're going to try to avoid spoilers for a while because one of us has not finished the game yet, which is fine. Uh, Nick, sort of dancing around spoilers. Why don't you tell us roughly where you are in the game? Uh, well, it's. It, it, luckily, the game really delineates uh, very clearly how far you are uh, in it by setting up uh, basically bosses. And each boss has a chapter, and each chapter is almost like a discrete episode of a series. So uh, I am three quarters of the way through the game. Yeah, you're, you're so, in the last I mean, episode, basically. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, like that game, it, it does. Some of the chapters are a lot longer than others. It's true. <laughs> yes, some of the some of the chapters are a lot more substantial. <laughs> and and that the the one at the end, which is where you are now, Nick, I think is, is very long. Probably fair to say, McMaster, the longest one, right? Yeah. Right. I would say that he's yeah three quarters to a third of the game is left, or a quarter to a third is left. So I don't think it's a spoiler to point out that that this idea that it's broken into the different characters' oh. areas. Uh, and so I, I think first you deal with uh, – okay, let's also get that. How the heck do you pronounce Lady Alcina's – how do you Dimitris. pronounce her last name? What is it? Dimitris. Dimitris. Why are you just ignoring Dim- the last Dimit- letter? Because I didn't make up the damn language. <laughs> <laughs> I just my followed only the rules, f- damn it. You're a, my, you're a renegade. <laughs> My only frame of reference for Lady Dimitrescu's name is uh, there was that Romanian dictator Nicolae Ceausescu, who yeah. I learned to say his name a long time ago, and it never even occurred to me that I was maybe mispronouncing it, and you're not supposed to pronounce the U. So I don't know. It, it was it was really weird playing Resident Evil: The Village and hearing them say Lady Dimitrescu or, or whatever they were saying, and I was trying to listen for how to pronounce it, and I'm still not entirely sure. So Dimitris McMaster, is right. that what you said? Okay. Yeah, Dimitres or or, or Dimitre. Dimitre. Okay. Dimitre. Okay. Well, so so she's first. Then you have um, I guess is it Moreau or is it uh Belladonna no. and Angie no, next? No, it's Donna. Okay, Donna and Angie. Then you have Moreau. Then you have Heisenberg. Have I skipped anyone? No. Uh, well, well, there's the there's the village bits in between too. Right. Right. Exactly. They all kind of are situated. Like the village is the hub, as yeah. it were, and then you have to go into each of their areas to recover a doodad. And having finished the game, McMaster and I have finished it at least once. McMaster's done a couple of playthroughs. I'm still not entirely clear what the deal is with those doodads that you're getting. Um, I know. Well, how do you, I? I mean. I mean, I know what they're supposed to be, but I don't know how it all is supposed to work. Uh, suffice to say, and Nick, you were predicting, you said before you didn't mind spoilers, you were predicting it was going to kind of devolve into uh, typical Resident Evil lore mishmash. 
And that's kind of where I am after one playthrough. So I'm not entirely sure what was happening. I think there was some weird retconning of Resident Evil 7. I I don't think there's any actual retconning. Mm. All the stuff all the stuff that was said could have happened in Resident Evil 7. Right, right, could have happened, but the same way that I feel like Tolkien wrote a cute little story called The Hobbit, and then he decided, oh, no, wait, what if I took this one detail from The Hobbit and made it super significant? I don't feel – I don't think that he had that in mind as he was writing The Hobbit. That's how I feel about Resident Evil 8, namely The Village, what they did with Resident Evil 7. They were like, oh, we're going to take this one minor thing. It depends on what we're talking about because if not, then I I mean I have to – well, whatever. Just go well, that, well, okay, so well, we're, we're going to try to avoid spoilers, but there is a major reveal about – that goes back into Resident Evil 7, the hillbilly game. Um, and basically the conceit – and let me know if you agree with this, McMaster – is that you don't know every – is that you don't really know what was going on in 7 until you finished 8, right? Would you say that's accurate, McMaster? I would say that as Ethan, you'd never know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I would just like to say that first and foremost. But um, I think. But you definitely, after playing like eight, you were given new facts about seven, right? Well, I'm I, without spoilers. I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're talking about because I've played both of those. You know, I played seven like six times, so or something ridiculous. Uh, so I'm trying to think of what you mean, but we, we can get to it later. Okay. Once okay. We're certain but at any rate, so so McMaster and I finished it. Of the two of us, one of us is clearer than the other on <laughs> the actual storyline. I will freely concede, McMaster, that uh, you probably have a better handle on the events. Uh, and Nick, you are about three quarters of the way through. So just going around the table, Nick, what do you think of it so far? I. <laughs> So my my feelings on Resident, yeah, I, I play every single one of them, and I, I come away from them almost every time thinking the same thing, which is that when it's leaning hard into horror, I love it. When it turns into an action game, I hate it. And how do you feel the balance is on this one? Uh, not great. So far. <laughs> at okay. least for in in my in my you know for the preference that I like not it, it's not what I want. Okay. Um, I, I'll say the first part or not the very first part, but the first you know kind of area that everybody saw in the previews and the trailers and the even the demo right that came out. Like I liked that area a lot. And now I actually don't even know anything about the marketing for this or the what what did they show in the trailers and what was in the, the castle demo? The it lady. was all the castle and lady d yeah it was okay. all the castle and lady d so i like that area a lot and i i really kind of was sad when that ended <laughs> because it does it does kind of summarily like that that's just a, a small portion of the game like i was i thought we would spend most of the game dealing with that castle yeah and you kind of it's like it's like you go early on to a house that burns down and the house isn't in the game anymore. I feel like the same thing kind of happened to the castle. Like, wait, what? That's all we it did is, in this? But whatever. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to want it. You, you have to want what? Getting back to there. Right, but the game doesn't really take you back through there. I mean, at least yeah, not. Well, one part of it is weirdly back in there that you might not recognize. 
at a later part in the game. But yes, you're right. No, you never go back to the castle proper. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, so Nick, not quite working for you. The balance of horror and action is a little bit off. Uh, McMaster, what would you be your overall assessment? How um, do you feel about it? Oh, I love it. It's, I think it's great. Uh, I personally don't like the horror in Resident Evil usually because they're not very good at it. Uh, they're like, hey, it's a jump scare is pretty much the extent of the horror in Resident Evil games to me. Uh, I like some of the writing. And basically, I'm, I'm like the opposite of Nick. I like the uh, – ever since Resident Evil 5, I've enjoyed upgrading weapons and blasting through shit. And uh, I think it's – pretty well done as far as that's concerned but um it is certainly a lot less horror than or at least to me a lot less horror than resident evil 7 uh yeah which i i think is a good thing because i really didn't like i mean i like resident evil 7 a lot but i also like having agency in a game and that was not resident evil 7's thing sure sure um now when you when you uh when you're talking about the horror here uh because I, I actually love the premise of this one, and I really like the characters that they introduce. Me too. Uh, and I, I think that some of the strongest uh, creature slash character design in a Resident Evil game since since yeah. five. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I th- I think it starts off really really strong. Um, I, I certainly love uh, how imaginative these four characters are, um, and I just I. I would like where when I was at Nick's point in the game, I was kind of pretty thrilled with where with yeah. how it was coming along because I I think I thought that some of the earlier stuff would come back. Like I really was feeling, well, surely we're not done with the doll lady and her doll yet. Surely we're not done with Lady Dimitrescu yet. Uh, surely there's going to be more stuff with this giant fish guy. Um, so I was super eager to find out where it went, uh, specifically because I really did – I didn't necessarily think it was scary, but I loved the, the creature design. So from that angle, I really did like the horror in, in it. Well, um, yeah, I guess when I say horror, I don't mean uh, – horror to me is a lot more, I don't know, just kind of not, not anything in Resident Evil, I guess. Uh, it yeah. is just always – it struck me as like a schlucky – you know, I mean, it's a sci-fi monster shooter with obnoxious characters, and I like that. Well, so. there's also this issue that it's hard to do horror in a game. Generally, oh, yeah. horror in a video game is you're shooting at monsters. Um, most most video games, it, it, otherwise, in, unless it's doing something like Soma or Nick mentioned uh, the Amnesia games Machine earlier. Picks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if it's just a straight up adventure game, but but in any game where there's this power fantasy of gunplay and stuff. I think right. horror is difficult to do. So what you have is just a shooter where you're shooting at horrific-looking things. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what Resident Evil has been all along. Right. Uh, um, well, although they did try, I think, kind of a pure, uh, almost an amnesia experience with, yeah. with the one... Uh, I'll, the just, I'll just say, yeah, the doll area, right? Yeah, well, yeah. they... Like that's very much in the vein of like an amnesia game or something where you're just you run and hide. <laughs> go, Which go unfortunately, I I thought that felt I really out of place for oh, me. Except for that like... one time. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing about it. that's what I was gonna say is that like it's uh, they do that in, in seven as well. It's like a, a gimmick of theirs where yeah. they make you solve puzzles with no weapons and you have no way to fight back. So, or they I just think, throw you something indestructible at you. I mean, the whole uh, right, the, the nemesis or whatever that thing was called in three or yeah. two in one of the remasters the nemesis, recently. Mister X yeah. is two. And I, uh, I don't find I don't I I find that stuff really tedious. Like I find indestructible monsters in a game, especially about shooting monsters, just really out of place and frustrating and, and ultimately tedious. Um, which I, I I didn't I didn't like that here either. Uh, and it just felt weird too. Like I felt like I was playing a different game in that dollhouse. Um, it's like, it's uh, a very different feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. Different. It's 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 PT, you know. Uh, is basically what the dollhouse part is, with the exception of a giant. Well, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, uh, the, the good news is it's short. <laughs> well, you know, I actually really enjoyed that part too. But I, I was kind of expecting it as well because, like, that's half of seven if you count the DLC. Is basically yeah. doing puzzles and wandering around with like no way to attack. Ethan is like 100% a horror protagonist which is what is different from him and the other resident evils and that's why it's kind of more hard i think to some people says ethan doesn't know what the hell he's doing like i love chris redfield but chris redfield like shits glory and eats freedom you know and just like flies through the air blowing the hell out of everything right he's like rambo uh so uh something like ethan is uh their their attempt at writing a, a more i think fragile character oh yeah, my yeah, how god do you- how do you feel Ethan is different? Because I, I, I well, uh, I, I as far as gameplay, I mean, Ethan certainly might act scared more, but that's, that's as far only... as like what what yeah. he's doing from moment to moment didn't feel for me any different than being Chris Redfield in Resident Evil Five. No, no, uh, that's uh, I'm, I'm not saying it is. It's just their writing of it. It's like okay, them, sure. you know, it's like he's not the kind of dude that's going around just like, all right, bring it on, you know. He's he screams all the time. He's freaked out by everything, you know. Big wuss, get your hands cut off, bitten up, <laughs> quit crying about it. But like, <laughs> but you know, it's just they're also they're also doing a very. Um, like, like he's there looking for his family. You know, he's kind of this reluctant hero who wouldn't normally be there. He's not trying to save the world or anything. Uh, and I, that to me feels very derivative of Silent Hill, uh, but without the creepiness. Quotient. <laughs> like, like Silent Hill was never about blowing away monsters. And I feel like that's a core value in Resident Evil that doesn't really fit with with – what I hear you talking about, McMaster, where they want to write Ethan as an everyman who's frightened, who's just there to get his daughter and get out. Um, but in the meantime, you know, he's toting a grenade launcher. Uh, well, like, I mean, you know, hey, didn't you see some movie with Bob Odenkirk kicking everybody's ass? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I liked it about as much as Resident Evil. Actually, that's not true. I liked it way more than Resident Evil. Uh, oh, but I didn't sad. care for nobody either. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, for me, that's that's the weird part, right? Is you you sort of start with the you know it's the pro, the horror movie protagonist who's clueless, doesn't know what he's doing, he's stumbling around, he's got a cheesy, terrible revolver with like two bullets, and he's you know trying to escape a never-ending horde of werewolves, right? And that right. like the, 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 you've got that end of it, and then 
you know, the point where I'm at and, and the point I expect the game to go at, right. He's, he's pretty much indestructible at this point. Like, like he just shrugs things off. He's, he's blowing away well, master <laughs> werewolves with like a grenade launcher. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> See, there's more to it at the end of the game about that. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. There, there's like that. a game reason for, for the way he is. Oh, and I that's the retconning I was talking about, McMaster. I, 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 but it, I don't, but I don't think it's real retconning. I think that you're, you're. But it's re, it, it's telling you that something happened in seven that you would have no way of knowing unless you played eight. It hinted at it, actually, kind no, of. No, it didn't hint at it. I mean, it tells you specifically. Oh, event in seven. A yeah. happened in Resident Evil Seven in the last game. You didn't know it, even though you were the main character. It happened. And now it colors how eight, uh, like like information that eight wants to reveal. I, I think and and I don't. I'm not objecting seven. to that, by the way. Like I, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. Um, I think it did happen in seven. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just oh, it did. It wasn't. Yeah, I just think that yeah, it, they're telling it from a separate angle. You die in seven. I think so. Yeah. That's the well, whole. Well, you point say of you think game. so. Like that seems like I, and I freely admit I don't remember. Me. A lot about seven, but you, Ethan, dies at the end of Resident Evil Seven. He doesn't die at the end of Resident Evil Seven. He dies near the beginning of Resident Evil Seven. That's why they, even they, that's why he could reattach his arms and shit in the beginning of Resident Evil Seven. Oh, I didn't. Okay, because I thought that was retconned into Seven. I didn't no. remember that he was a dead body overrun by mold in Seven. Uh, okay, well, he so wasn't. Then, I mean, he is, but he doesn't look like it. I mean, like, but there's a part in the early parts of Seven uh, where you get your hand cut off. Cut off, yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember that and because it happens again water in this on game. It and put it back on. Right, exactly. But I'm saying that I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be it from the beginning, is that you're a mold monster or, or you're whatever. But wait, you're – so, okay, well, what I'm not clear on, Master, is does the game tell you that you were dead or are you just inferring that you were supposed it, to be dead in Seven? I mean, there's not like a pop-up or anything that says, hey, Ethan, you're dead now. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, that's what I think you're meant to infer. I mean, that's that's why when he, like, at the point in the game where he puts his hand back on in this one, I was like, oh, okay. Now I see what they're doing, you know? Because he, okay. yeah, he's just, well, hell, he can take more damage than anyone ever. And they don't stray away from that like they do with like, oh, Chris got lucky and... He was laying under a pile of metal, you know, or some shit like that. And just Ethan just gets his shit beat out of him constantly. And he puts himself back together with. Okay, well, that's that's my bad then, because I didn't know that you were supposed to understand that he'd been dead all along. I I thought that was a reveal at the end of eight. So I don't. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know if they wanted everybody to like, oh, you know, but you're supposed to think that something weird is wrong with Ethan from the beginning. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I just I, I honestly thought he was, you know, some kind of experiment from what's right, it called now? That, Blue Umbrella or whatever. <laughs> no, it's just Umbrella. Blue Umbrella? What the hell are you talking about? Isn't it Blue Umbrella? Didn't they rename it now? It's not Umbrella Corp. Right? Well, Umbrella doesn't really exist. It's BSAA is the well yeah. but they're also a government agency that's whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I just right. assumed he was some infected I don't know, experiment right. or something. Because, like, say what you will about the Resident Evil games, they don't, you know, if you get, like, massively hurt in them, you don't just kind of, like, 
put your glued arm back your on. hand back on. Yeah. And like, right, unless you're <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you're Ethan. So that was the weird part to me. That that's kind of just the you know whatever yeah. uh, that ignores all the rest of the universe. Although although I will say it was funny in seven that first time you heal and you're yeah. just splashing the the liquid on your stump. <laughs> And he's like, okay, good to go now. And I'm like, wait, Feeling what? better. That's like, that's like why it's one of my favorite uh, bits in this game, too. You know? You're just like fucking riding up the elevator, put it back on, put a little, like, hydrogen peroxide on yourself. Like, oh, yep, think the fingers are working again. Thank God, you know? It's not just stuck on. I have all of my tendons and shit work immediately. That's cool. That's such yeah. a video game thing, though, is you, you need oh, some yeah. quick animation to explain how you've gotten all your health back, whether you're jabbing yourself with a needle or you're patting the flames out on your arm or something. Uh, like, video game characters have to be remarkably resilient uh, in just one brief animation for whenever you drink your health potion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing, I guess, with Resident Evil, and the reason I like it so much is that I like Chris Redfield and how obnoxious he is. I like how obnoxious the world is. Uh, I think that it's a fun framework for murdering shit tons of stuff. And it's like a, it's like a blockbuster movie kind of thing or a theme park ride. You know, you're just there to like, you're not in any real danger. You're just kind of there to have all of this big explosions and crazy shit happen. And Oh my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> Can we can we talk about the very very beginning, the prologue of this game? Where Chris where Chris Redfield is the biggest asshole on the planet. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff what is that, that all about? I mean, that's kind of one of the. I mean, it's also kind of like one of the mysteries of the game too. Is why did you shoot my wife? Uh, which will be answered, but I think you're, yeah. you're supposed to be wondering, why did he do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean even at my point, I, I, I can infer why. Right. But sure. Why wouldn't you have said anything? What? Well, right. that's, Explain they yourself, even, dude. They even mentioned that in the game. That's <laughs> so funny. They, they mention it, but it's really lampshading. I mean, the thing is, I, I just feel like the plotting of the game... It, so the the writing that I like is really just the creature design, the character design. But the actual plot and all of this nonsense about his daughter and Mother Matilda and and the mice or the the fungus or whatever, Mega all of that stuff. Uh. Yeah, exactly. All of that stuff I think is horrible. Um, and I, like I, I'm sure my favorite Resident Evil would have to be five, and I just have such fond recollections of five. None of which are related to lore or any of the backstory or what Umbrella Corporation is doing. And honestly, I don't I, was Albert Wesker even. I don't even remember who the main villain was in that one. Because Resident Evils for me are are not about stories or, or or lore. They're just about basically shooting monsters with cool guns. Um, I don't have any and, problem with that. I am no, absolutely that's, that's, sure. That there is a core audience of Resident Evil fans, just like Assassin's Creed core fans, where they oh, yeah. love the Abstergo stuff. <laughs> oh, and sure, if you sure, removed right. it, they would lose their minds. No, of course. You know, Halo is the same way. Like, I'm still astonished that there's so much Halo lore that anybody gives a wooden nickel about, but there, there are people out there. Yeah. Um, 
and I can understand how that happens too. Uh, for Words. for instance, I, I've been uh, I've still been playing Outriders since we did the podcast on it, and I've actually been reading some of the Outriders lore just kind of idly, Ugh. and I don't hate it. Like I don't really care about it, but there are some interesting things in there that I'm sure most people, myself included, in the first you know 20 30 hours I spent with that game are completely unaware of. So I, if I, I were to and if I were of course yeah you actually watch cutscenes of master. <laughs> I, I, I've been cool. reading journals. I've been reading logs. Oh uh, so, wow. La um, da. <laughs> but so if I were into the Resident Evil games at that level I'm sure I would care about that stuff. Uh, and I'm sure that I would really be into this idea that there's a, there's a shared universe. But this game, to me, has no continuity to 5, for instance. Like, they're, they're in the same series, but I couldn't tell you one thing that links... I guess Chris Redfield's the character in I five, thought they even so. mentioned 5 in this one. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, do you I remember, think they Do you remember did. the context? I would love uh, to do you remember. I thought, it was like... Uh, I thought it was one of the guys in the that are with Redfield was talking about a mission or something like that. But, uh, oh, good, good. Did did it? Did they? Did they explain the Duke? No, no. I, I like the Duke no. quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Duke a lot. I like the end of this game a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so McMaster, let's talk then about some of the, the gunplay stuff. Um, okay. Because I that's another thing is that I am not just as a shooter. It just doesn't work for me. Um, really? The the weapons start out weak. And I feel like there's not so much of a progression where I am making them better so much as I finally get one that's moderately effective and I just stick with it. Um, and maybe I've just got rose-colored lenses, but, but I seem to recall that 5 uh, had much more of an effective loop where you could go back and play an area to increase your to, – to gather ammo and – improve your weapons and then carry them forward in later chapters and then back up if you wanted. Uh, it just felt a lot less on rails and linear as far as the, the power progression. Um, here, I just feel like I've got the crappy pistol for a while. Once I get the shotgun, eh, the game's kind of over. Like you, I, I just, all right, what difficulty were you playing? Oh, oh normal, normal. Like I didn't play it. Okay, and I, I was about even, to say. You well, don't why would it play if you're playing on Well, that's or, one of the on things easy. too that, that Resident Evil. Oh no, not on easy. But that's one of the things too. Resident Evil Five did is I recall that it gave me an incentive to boost the difficulty level. It, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was just doing that because I finally had more powerful weapons. Um, uh, that's that's what I. Well, my, you know, Seven I mean, had this had a loot that was supposed to be like fives and it did not work as well. I think eight works a lot better because eight actually has enemies in it. I mean, seven has like eight zombies and like a few other things, but it like literally has no gunplay in it for the most part. Well, until you get to the boat, Never like ever. seven is very much a, here's yeah, the, the gunplay section and then here's the post gunplay section. Yeah. And certainly eight unifies things much better it doesn't have that weird bifurcation. So, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, but I just didn't that, feel like it was as flexible for me as far as progressing my weapons as 5 was. Um, well, I'll tell you this. Like, once you beat the game, this is what I found weird. There are not very many weapons in the game. 
right. uh, the, in, in your first playthrough, you uh, can find Wolfsbane. You can find the the rocket launch or the grenade launcher, um, and there's a couple others maybe you can find. But once you hit a certain point in the game and you haven't found them, they go for sale in uh, in the shop. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's I don't know. Uh, at that point, I was a little underwhelmed. But once you beat the game, you then can take points and unlock certain weapons for your second playthrough and then you can upgrade those and then unlock unlimited ammo it's like it's like five with that uh so like in your first playthrough you're not going to have the rocket launcher you know except for like maybe one spot where you actually have the rocket launcher according to the narrative uh but you can get you know your third or fourth playthrough hell you can just unlimited ammo rocket launch the hell out of the entire game um, and that was how five was as well. Uh, I recall, and and I seem to recall too. Wasn't there persistent progression across playthroughs for individual weapons? Maybe it yeah, was like a different kind of new game plus situation. I think. It was the way it worked was you, yeah, you up you unlocked more tiers of upgrades as you beat the game with those weapons, or if you you killed enough stuff with those weapons. Right. Which there's not as much that that you do have to upgrade. The way you unlock unlimited ammo for any weapon is you have to have upgraded and kitted out the weapon that you're unlocking to full. So that's but kind then of it like resets. Here. Then all of those reset though in your next playthrough when you've got the unlimited ammo though, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's basically the how it works yeah, except and, for the unlimited ammo it's like each playthrough has its own self-contained economy and i feel like in resident evil 5 there was a, a an overarching meta progression economy that isn't present so much in 6 7 and 8 uh and i kind of oh, miss no. that because it yeah. reminds me of playing a game like outriders like i, I feel like sure. like I, I feel like i'm progressing just everything with every playthrough rather than each one feeling like a discrete playthrough. Now all the weapons are reset. Uh, now I've got to go through the same progression that I did in the, in the earlier playthrough. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I that. Um, and I guess maybe for story or balance reasons, they're not doing that anymore. Um, um, yeah, the which, yeah, no, that's it's because I think, I don't know. They're trying to take themselves a lot more seriously. Five was like they're just kind of like hell with it, you know. Uh, let's uh, let's go nuts, and, and yeah. they did. Five, yeah, five at a certain point was just like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they are so let's many. Just open it up. That, oh god, I remember another fantastic reference to five. Oh my god, you may have missed this, Tom. Yeah. During. Uh, this is Nick hasn't done it yet, but during the Heisenberg fight, he shouts, "I hate that boulder punching bastard!" Talking about Chris Redfield. Because you boulder punching. <laughs> yes, Chris Redfield like punches a boulder to pieces or some shit in Resident Evil Five, <laughs> and he, he scre- hey, "I hate that boulder punching bastard!" was the funniest shit in the world to me when I played Resident Evil Eight. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So um, part of also, I think, what has uh, impacted my opinion of uh, Resident Evil The Village, uh, they just added some ray tracing stuff to uh, Metro Exodus. 
which I hadn't played much when it at all really when it first came out. So I'd reinstalled that, uh, and I was starting to play through Metro Exodus while I was playing through Resident Evil 8, uh, the Resident Evil: The Village, um, and I uh, I don't think I like the Resident Evil engine. Uh, you know, McMaster, you've said it's a good-looking game, and I can certainly understand that, but it just feels so tight and cramped and hemmed in always and oh. everywhere. Well, that's uh, why I'm it for me, because I can't, I can't do it. That's why what? I modded mine. Uh, no, no, I don't too... just mean the field of vision. I mean the geography, the settings, the locations. Well, yeah. um, There's not a lot of know, wide open places, no. It's all alleys. And, and here's an example. Uh, early on in Resident Evil The Village, there is what looks like a – it's a field of – I don't know if it's supposed to be corn or tall grass or wheat. <laughs> but there's a kind of a farm field, and you go in there, and there's lichens in there with you. And that should be really cool and scary. Um, but that field is so freaking tiny. It, it's it's barely the size of like somebody's backyard. It's not it's not a field. There's no room to move around. You can pretty it's much like, just spray fire and you're gonna hit those lichens. And later on, they put a big old dog thing out there. You're supposed to fight, but it's just this. The, it should be a big open field, and it's not. It's a hemmed in oh. lawn, overgrown lawn, basically. And I feel Arguably, like that speaks ugly. volumes. Of, and that, that speaks volumes about what the Resident Evil engine can and can't do, well, uh, yeah. especially compared to well, something like like Metro. Yeah, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. but you you say that, and then there's a real world counter to that, which is Monster Hunter Rise, is in the exact same engine. <laughs> oh no, I'm okay. Well, maybe it's just the use of the engine. I mean, I don't doubt that they could, have, uh, that it can do different things. But I like, were there any big open areas in seven? I mean, no. No, it, it doesn't really matter so much, but it just feels like everywhere in 8, in the village, is just so hemmed in and linear and scripted. Um, well, you know, I mean, like I was saying, after Resident Evil 7, I think village is more towards my cup of tea because of that exact same thing you're talking about. But Because it I is feel, hemmed in? Like you, you yeah, prefer I, that? I, no, I feel that it's less scripted. Or feeling than seven, uh, and I feel that you have more room to actually breathe and move in, in eight than seven. Okay, I mean, yeah, compared to like a, a shack in Louisiana and <laughs> under the, the in a boat, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fair enough. But that's the thing too is you come out like there's an amazing moment after the van has crashed and Chris is stumbling yeah. through the woods, and he comes out and he sees that valley with the castle looming over it. It's beautiful, and you can see yeah. Smokestacks yeah, in the distance. Gorgeous. It's not only beautiful, but it's like wow, I can't wait to get down there and play around and explore. Right. And there's no exploration. Like everything feels super guided. Like you hit A, then B, then C. I, I felt like there was no wiggle room. Maybe and maybe I just didn't take advantage a, of what wiggle room was there. There's a number of hidden places that you can get to in areas. Okay. But some of them are harder to spot than others. Uh, like you know, I, I don't know, and, and maybe I'm just conflating this but it seems like the boat areas always have like hidden stuff in them like you can go to different places when you're riding on the boat and then they seem to you know, point out and there's like a few different weird things like that i think in the game but for the most part i agree there's not a lot of exploration you know i mean uh, honestly mcmaster that boat is all you need to say like that boat is so ridiculous 
but <laughs> it is such a t- and and, and, and it's you know a again sorry little boondongle yeah <laughs> and again I'm comparing it to to Metro uh, Exodus where you have a boat like that first section when you get out on the train is a flooded area and yeah. you get in a boat and you can you can range around and there's something happening on the bank over there there's something over here and like it feels like it's a it's an open and it's not an open world game but it feels open and like it's not just completely revolving around whatever little section of the theme park your ride uh, boat is currently in. Um, but yeah, when you sail that little boat up that weird, tiny, little, narrow river no, to go to that one section, which I did find, um, and there's oh, three there's fish in a pond over there. Yeah. I mean, like, you that's why... You need those fish, though, by God. I need that juicy fish meat for the Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, I'll, but, I'll uh, tell you what. The, yeah. the, the thing I was getting, even at my point, I'm, I'm completely over and I'm kind of tired of are uh, the bosses and mini bosses in broom closets, basically. Yeah, yeah. Where, where uh, and that, talking? again, is where, where I just feel like it's super hemmed in. Like, they have these big, elaborate boss fights, and oh. they, they put so much attention on, the, the, the I guess, the boss animation or whatever, that they don't really pay much attention to where you're fighting them. Like, when you fight Lady D's boss form, you're on that you're on a parapet around a roof. Like, there's there's nowhere to go, really. It's just this little, tiny area. And the same with I, I, even Heisenberg. It like has a big epic fight. I love, I love. That's my favorite fight in the game. Well, but consider where you were, McMaster. Like, do you do you yeah. remember where that fight took place? Like, it was just a yeah. little circle. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm not saying that it's like a giant ass place. I'm just saying I love that right. Bible. Right, right. But as far as like Nick talking about bosses in Broom Oh, yeah, even the daughters. When you fight the daughters, it's... Oh, right, right, exactly. It's in, like, yeah. little places, and you're like, really? Come on, Right, <laughs> right. And I wonder, too, I mean, how much I of that... it's is... like a horror game thing, too. You know, it's not like Silent Hill. You're running all over the damn place when you're fighting a boss. Like, there's there's a certain amount of horror to being in close quarters or something. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, I think so. I, I think what I found, especially with the daughters for me, was that... I'm in this grand castle, and the the main, like one of the areas you traverse in that castle over and over again is that that front, I, I don't know, staircase, hall, whatever, and it's it's huge and it feels awesome, <laughs> like yeah. it feel like this feels like a yeah. Romanian castle, and you're like, yeah, this is awesome, and then every other room you go into is a freaking closet, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> All right, not to be an apologist, but that's how real castles are. <laughs> real castles aren't big and wide open usually. They're all just like these weird freaking cavern, like uh, yes. labyrinthine, goofy, like five-foot doors, you know, you have to like lean over to go through and shit. If it's any consolation, Nick, when you unlock the mercenaries mode, they do oh. take you back through some of those bigger rooms and Delicious. stuff them full of lichens in the alcove, alcoves above shooting arrows down at you. Like They, they get a little more ambitious with, with some of the, the battle sequences, I guess. Yeah. But that's mercenaries mode. And we haven't mentioned like the, the other thing I really enjoy about replaying Resident Evil games is the first time you play one, you don't know what's going to happen and you're walking through there all paranoid and shit. But the second time, it's a gun's out, baby. I love just merch <laughs> shit. With unlimited ammo, everybody's trying to be spooky and shit, and you're like, okay, come like, on. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Master, explain your uh, your uh, look out the window, uh, your your approach to that, that little scripted moment. 
<laughs> so the first time you play through it, and I'm sure, I know Nick's been through this in the beginning, that you have to like line up this window with these numbers outside to get the code to this lock. Yep. And there's a jump scare there where a, <laughs> where a lichen jumps up, ah, you know, and outside. Is there instruction saying look out the window that tells yeah. you to do that? So the second time we play through, it's like, oh, I get your ass. So I just set a mine right where he spawns. So I go to look out the window. He's like, ah, and he falls <laughs> dead. And I was like, ha, But that's and like that the pleasure to me. <laughs> and you no, know, that is Resident Evil in a nutshell for, for me as well, is you go through the first time, you're underpowered, you've got the little pop gun, uh, the things are kicking your ass, you die a lot, you reload, <laughs> but then eventually it becomes like a revenge story where yep. you power up and then you come back and you you give it to them. I mean, you get your revenge <laughs> on those things. You go back and you get a bigger gun and you come back in and you're like, okay, now let's now see who's, who's scared. Yeah, now who's the villain here? Who's the monster? <laughs> yeah. Start feeling bad for Lady Demetrius. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm killing all your daughters, bitch. I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's like Ethan's like a nightmare to the monsters, you know. After a while, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's his origin story. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I want to play one from their perspective. <laughs> you tried to stop Ethan's ass from blowing you up with a unlimited like grenade launcher. Oh Jesus! Here comes Ethan. <laughs> yeah, run. Ethan. <laughs> Uh, Nick, do you know that you that the achievements in Resident Evil are not just for show on Steam? Do you know that? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Ah, well, I didn't either until I finished the game and thought, oh, I wish yep. I'd been paying closer attention to the achievements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McMaster, explain, what are they called? Completion points? Challenges. So the challenges are locked directly to your achievements, usually. I don't. Actually, not may, they might have some that aren't achievements, but, uh, but every achievement like, has one though. Everything that's an achievement right. also gives you uh, those points. Yeah, right. And, and but after you beat the game the first time, just like in a bunch of other Resident Evil or Resident Evils, not Sevens, uh, they uh, they unlock this menu where you can go back and buy stuff using your points. So you know, I went back, like I said, and I, I bought a machine gun and unlimited ammo for it, and then I went and I punished people on my second playthrough. Uh, but on top of that, you can buy stuff like mercenaries mode, and if you want, you can buy like all the con, you know, the the concept art. And, and Don't forget figurines, McMaster. Yeah, yeah, you can look at the uh, the Duke's gut real close and put some anti-aliasing on it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But it, it's points that basically you use on your next playthrough. Now, McMaster, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was pretty disappointed with what you could buy with those because they seemed yeah. like the bulk of them were concept art and figures. The yeah. mercenaries mode only costs like most things cost like you know forty thousand or thirty thousand conquest points. Mercenaries mode is only a hundred, so they're not expecting you to lay out any. You don't have to go out of your way to unlock mercenaries mode. But then the only things you can unlock are unlimited ammo for weapons that you have in the course of gameplay fully leveled up. Right, uh, and you can unlock some new weapons for later playthroughs. Um, but right. the conquest points only give you the weapons you didn't have, the weapons you didn't get in the first playthrough, and eventually unlimited ammo. Like, there was nothing else gameplay-related you could unlock. 
There's, yeah, okay. So there's a couple of outliers. You're right for the most part. There's a couple of weird ones. Uh, there's like, if you get SS on every level in Mercenaries, you unlock like a lightsaber or some shit like that. And then, which I do want. I, I can't imagine going through that game with a lightsaber. But those, those, to be fair though, those aren't completion points. You unlock those with Mercenaries mode, not with completion points. Or, I mean, well, I think you, you unlock the ability to buy them, I think. Okay, way. I, I see. I don't. But then you see, still, I don't, still have to spend. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Um, and there, there was another one too. I'm trying to remember. A oh, rocket pistol. You had to do some. You had to beat Village's Shadows mode, which is like oh, right, right. To get the yeah. rocket pistol. Which, and I asked you before, and I don't think either of us knows if you've beat the game on Village of Shadows mode. Why are you still playing? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm. Per- I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's it. You know, I'm sure at that point you're just. You know, you're speed running it, which is actually a big, uh, kind of a big deal for. You know what? Fair point. Fair point. Right. Like if you are, and I do wish like it did something like Hitman, where there was like a timed, there was like a reason to go back in with that rocket pistol or some kind of like time. I wish the mercenaries mode had leader. Some of the um, some of the challenges are time related. Ah, mostly. good. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, like uh, if you beat Lady Dimitres in under two and a half minutes, you get a challenge, which I haven't done. I've only beaten her in three and a half minutes. So it's my best. Ah, so you might want to get that rocket pistol right. and then go back and do those challenges. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Or yeah, or just a better gun of some sort, right? Um, and there's like a bunch of interesting challenges that I think are a good time. Uh, but I, you know, I like achievement and challenge stuff anyway. I think it's it adds a certain something to the game. Um, for for me, an achievement uh, achievement chasing is only as good as the the game itself. Well, like if sure. I were, if I were into Resident Evil: The Village, I would definitely be into the what they do with the achievements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you're not, you miss out on all the great achievement puns. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man, I'm looking through my achievements, and the rarest one I have is six percent of people. That's a bummer. I gotta get to work. What is it, Master? <laughs> what's, what's the achievement? Uh, a hooligan break every window in the castle. Right, right. See, Nick, you could have been doing that on your first playthrough. Uh, I know, uh, I could have. Now you're not going to know well, to do that until your you, second playthrough, Nick. You know, the reason that I, I actually really went through and did that was uh, sort of of spite because all of the daughters are uh, affected by cold. So I was like, screw you! I just broke right. the window I could find. You wasted your ammo, McMaster. They got the last no, no, laugh because you had that no, much less ammo. I used my my knife. What do you think? I'm an asshole? I'm going to shoot every window? <laughs> you walked up to every window and punched it out. Okay. That's, uh... Yeah, 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 man. I, I got some style here. Uh, McMaster, name the three daughters. Can you do it? I sure couldn't. No. Um, Alicia, I think. <laughs> Alicia, Alican, something. Norma uh, and uh, Eustace. I think Eustace. Eustace, is I think you're right, yeah. I think, uh, um, wasn't it, uh, yeah, no, Eustace, I think you're right. Huh. a good name. Um, McMaster, do you have a favorite area? Oh, uh, geez. I think, like, just, the area that I think looks cool, uh, I like the castle a lot, and I like the dollhouse a lot. Um... My least favorite is probably Fish Boy. Yeah. I, I it's don't, Nick... fine. <laughs> it's just kind of. I got stuck on part of that. 
uh, level, and that irritated me. But after the, that, the geometry was... you got stuck in. No, no, I couldn't figure out how to knock over the thing to walk across the water. Ah. Because you have to, either you have to see it way across there, or you have to sneak out onto something and shoot yeah. it. Wait, and knock I, it, over the thing to walk across the water? I don't even know what you're talking about. What? There, so that's the that whole part of the game. I'm not a huge fan of where you're starting up the windmills. To get the emergency power. To oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So, and it's it's okay. I, I don't hate it. You know, it's it's whatever. But uh, I don't like the timed uh, running puzzle shit, and I don't like right. you know having to like knock stuff over or get insta killed by a big fish. You know, it's just not. I don't know. That that part was boring to me. Yeah, it's super scripted. Uh, right, and uh, I I really like Heisenberg's area, but I also think it's probably the hardest part of the game. Oh my god! Uh, I, I, I've been playing some of the mercenaries mode in the factory, and I just oh god I cannot dude. find my way around that stupid place. It's Ugh. a maze. It is like the worst freaking maze. And that was another problem I had in my first playthroughs. I got lost because yeah. I couldn't figure out where the hell to go back and forge like all the stuff I needed to forge. To right, right. Yeah, exactly. My gosh, the same thing. Right. Like getting back to that stupid casting thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Pain yeah. in the ass because the whole place it looks. Every part of that game, that area looks the same. And I'm not sure the map is much help either. Like I'm, I, was, not, I was trying to line up the map. Like, wait, is this up or down? Are those stairs? No. Where the heck is that ladder to go to? Ha- having no labels is probably why the map is absolutely useless. It's I think Heisen, next time Heisenberg opens a factory, he needs to look at the game Control for tips oh, on yeah. signage <laughs> for how to oh, get yes, your signage. how to help your employees get from point A to point B without wandering aimlessly. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, one of the other best achievements you can get that I don't think uh, only 10% of people have this is uh, the cons- if you see like the dudes going down the construction line way off in the distance, if you right, shoot one right. of them off, if you like, because everybody thinks it's a background, those are actually all modeled. So if you shoot one, any of them that you shoot, they fall. And <laughs> I, I am embarrassed to admit how much time I spent trying to shoot the red lights. Because in that in oh, that whole dude, factory that took thing, me forever uh, to realize what was going on. Yeah, I I and I wait. What do you mean? What was going on? You can, you can shoot the red lights. Wait, are you talking about where the spinning like thing is? No, the no, the big vista, the big vista in the basement of the of the uh, factory, which has oh. all of the. Like and there, no, there are red lights discreetly situated. No, I eventually figured out you couldn't. But I was like, why are those lit up brightly, like in bright red? That must mean something. I'm gonna sit here with the sniper rifle and try to take some of those out. <laughs> and, Maybe I got to do them in order. Uh, and yeah, there's no such thing. And yeah, no, uh, that's I had the other thing, which is that turbine room. There's red lights that I just didn't notice that you have to shoot. And, like, I wasn't even fighting the monsters. I was running from them the whole time. So I just ran back and forth, up and down, up and down stairs until I eventually saw, oh, there's a red light. I bet I got to shoot that shit. And then eventually I did. Right. Nick, how long did it take you to figure out the early part where Ethan gets captured, (laughs) uh, he's shackled, and he finds himself in a room with a bunch of whirling blades moving towards him? How many times did you die in that room? Please say at least five. No, actually it was two. It was two. I counted. How did yeah. you know? To, did you accidentally like figure that out, or did you know what to do? You know what? Stumbled into the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I I did it the second time because when I died the first time, I turned around and saw it basically as I was running. 
Yeah, I, I accidentally wound up going into that little alcove. Well, that's what happened to me, but it was way more than two times. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, right. that, I, I think I was a little bit more conditioned to that since I've played Resident Evil 7 so much. Because that is that's like one of the most Resident Evil Seven parts of that game too. Is uh like you're 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 trapped and locked trapped. up and something's yeah. coming to kill you and you have to like use it to yeah all these like barns. games and traps yeah the yeah game traps these, like action sequences that you have to go through with Lucas in the first one and then this one Heisenberg. Okay, right, right. Hmm. Uh, I like Heisenberg though. He's like a uh, I like the voice actor. He's like a. Uh, He's like a coked up, if effeminate uh, Nicolas Cage, you know. And that really, <laughs> that really does it for me, you know. I just, I, I compare. I, I think he. I mean, really, Mother, what's her name? Mother Matilda? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Like she was the weakest one for me because she's, she's barely there. She comes in at yeah. the end, and there's no. But I didn't care for Heisenberg at all, partly because I, I really liked the other ones so much more. Um, I like Heisenberg for a few reasons, but yeah, you know, I, I know what you mean. I think the design on the others is more creepy and like certainly more horror, a lot more horror. Heisenberg is like very normal in the game. Well, it's, compared it's not just, to it is, it's, it is creepy, but also in a weird way that I think Resident Evil doesn't really play with much. Um, like, you know, Jill Valentine is all sexy or whatever, but oh, cool. I really did like the way that specifically with uh, with Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters, like, there there was this just really weird, uncomfortable sexuality about them, um, which Resident oh, yes. Evil is normally about zombies and, and goo monsters. Um, but these were like these, these hot, beautiful women who are showing a lot of cleavage, and certainly with Lady Dimitrescu being, like, like 10 feet tall or however oh. big she is, like, that's just, like, really weird and awkward and sexual in a way um did oh, i did i just found fascinating sexual characters in resident evil but they're they're uh yeah Who, like it's ada the, wong has a, has a lovely wong. red dress other than that like what is there what am i missing <laughs> well i don't know i haven't played this games in so long i mean where werewolf santa claus was pretty sexy oh my god those <laughs> werewolves too oh jesus yeah well you know, I don't know. The werewolves were fine. You know, I, uh, I, I, are you talking I, about the giant dude with the hammer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Grizzly Adams beard. And... <laughs> yeah. There's an achievement for killing him um, in the first Lycan attack. Yeah. I'm gonna really on. That one pretty soon. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to kill that dude with that. He's got it. My taste for it. You know. And you need also probably the I'm, master. I'm advising that you take the grenade launcher with unlimited ammo. You know, I think I can do it without, but yeah, it would it would make it a lot faster. I mean, that's really the trick to that. Is not it? I, I played through it on hardcore. You know, well, you actually, I think you saw me start on hardcore again for my third run. And I actually I beat that part this time just because I unlocked unlimited ammo for the basic shotgun, and, and right. that just kind of makes it survivable because you just otherwise it almost feels like it's impossible. But like, uh, I think I would have done it if it wasn't a timed thing because like I had a pretty good position on that guy and I'd shot him a lot in the head. But since it's a timed thing, uh, it you know it forces you to have to like really go after him to kill him in a quick right. Well. 
And so you guys didn't like the Moreau stuff, the the flooded village I don't, stuff, huh? I don't hate it. It's just I don't like the running puzzle, and I don't like the 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 instant death part of it. I like the rest of it just fine. I actually liked his boss fight pretty good. Uh, I thought that was a one of the better boss fights in the game. Um, but it also kind of weirdly reminded me of uh, Monster Hunter. But anyway. Well, I think back to that the awesome boss fight, the catfish fight in Resident Evil 4. Um, uh, like I love when you've got a big underwater creature like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I, I did like that. I, I also thought that um, as far as like a big creature moving around in the water, again, Metro Exit has kind of spoiled it for me. Like I feel that the big uh, – there's a, a big under okay. – like a – I don't know, it's a worm or crab or there's some big uh, water creature there, um, which looks great with the water effects. And uh, I just I just feel like Resident Evil isn't quite doing uh, water effects on par well, with uh, certain other games. I mean, to be fair, Metro has been out for a long time and they have constantly been working on the ray tracing in it. So it's not like that game just came out. Right. Like, and certainly, yeah. Out graphics. Yeah. Yeah. The, their ray tracing was a mess for a long time. Uh, I had a real hard time with it when it came out. Um, but no, I, that's a, that's a very cool game that I, for some reason I always fall off of, like right after that area for some reason. I just I just can never make it past that area. Right, right. Well, we'll see if I stick with it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Nick, you've got about a quarter of the game left. Um, do you have any questions for us about lore or any story stuff you don't understand? Because we can probably help you. Uh, like, you know what? I will hold my questions until I'm done, but I am pretty sure I'm going to have a whole bunch of them. Okay. I mean, I don't. I, I hate to break this to you, Nick, but you are not getting back your ring, your pinky finger on your left hand. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, that's see, that's the other sorry. thing I really enjoyed about that is is like why that is like that, but he can put his hand back on, is because his finger got eaten. Right, right, it got swallowed, it's yeah. Gone. If it, if it yeah. had still yeah. been around, he, he could just pour chem <laughs> exactly. fluid on it, yeah. yeah. But because of that, and how much Ethan, like, punches shit with that hand, and relies on that hand with, like, missing fingers that's all bloody and everything, cracks me up, too. Right. Like, yeah. he's just, he just doesn't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he throws that bandage on, and then, yeah, I think that's it's, fine. it's a few minutes later, he's like, slamming his fist into a windowsill yep. or something as he's oh, yelling. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I missed it that point. So I was like, ah. doesn't that hurt? That <laughs> like there's literally great. a bone sticking out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that has to be a bummer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, Resident Evil. Good stuff. Everybody loves it. McMaster, what's your favorite Resident Evil? Jeez. You know, um... It's really hard for me to pick. I love Resident Evil 2. Um, I love the remake of Resident Evil 2. Uh, I love Resident Evil 5. Uh, 4 is an awesome game. I, I think 7 and 8 are great games. Uh, 6, no one ever says 6, so I'm not going to say it either. Um, <laughs> well, have you played 6? I played like a few minutes of it, but I've watched people play it uh, just to know kind of what was going on. And uh, holy shit. I've never heard people hate on a game while playing it as much as playing Resident Evil 6. I swear to God, nobody likes that. 
If you want to be a completionist, McMaster, you're gonna to have to do it sooner or later. No, I downloaded it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play through it. I just uh, you gotta well, you get all what? that just, lore. Yeah, you no, I like. You know, I'm gonna put you down for Resident Evil Six as your favorite. And if you until you've played it and deny it, I think that that's where we have to leave I you, McMaster. You. That your favorite is Six. I really now. hate you. Um, Nick, what I can like I put you down Monica for? A lot. <laughs> Nick, I'm putting you down for. Oh, oh six as well. What did you pick, Nick? Four. Oh, four, the Spain, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I liked four, and um, I actually did like seven. I like until, the Godfather. You know, I, I liked seven until it turned into a Resident Evil game. <laughs> oh, the boat's got awful. That's yeah. not even a Resident Evil game. That's just a shitty game design. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's totally a Resident Evil game. The boat is fine. The boat's better than the shack. I don't. I disagree. I think the enemies are trash in that boat. I think yeah. that they just they're trash. I, I, don't I didn't like care them. for them. I didn't care for them. Yeah, that was basically it for me. Once, just, basically, once I left the house, very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our nigh invulnerable asshole enemies. Uh, Resident Evil Revelation or Revelations. I forget if it's singular or plural. Uh, yeah, uh, took oh. place mostly on a boat. So. I think there's a proud tradition of of boats in Resident Evil, and I'm putting five. seven in there. Yeah. Five. Five has Does five boat. have a boat. I mean, five has oh everything. Five yeah, probably even has a train level. I'm sure. No, remember five ends on a boat. It's like you have a giant ocean monster fight, like where <laughs> you're out on the deck shooting it. Forever. Oh right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> we should all just play Lost Planet too and say screw the rest of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's got everything. Train Lost fights, Planet Two is my fights, favorite yeah. Resident Evil game. Yeah, it's, it's a great. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's by Capcom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, so um, Resident Evil: The Village, uh, McMaster, are you done now? Or are you working on your way through a third playthrough? Uh, I'm working on my third playthrough. Uh, I want to do one or two more, and I want to play Mercenaries. Uh, so uh, I'll probably get another few hours out of it. Mercenaries, you know, I like a lot. I do too. There's not much to it though. Like Mercenaries no. is pretty. There's, I, there's. I recall there, and I could be wrong. I recall there being a lot more mercenaries in in five, but maybe that was like including DLC. That actually might not even been in the initial release. Come to think of it, um, I can't uh, remember. That might not have been though. Yeah, it's been so long since I covered five back then. And I'm sure Village will be getting its share of DLC as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then Nick. So good luck uh, getting through the factory. Just, um, you know what, Nick? Bring a bunch of breadcrumbs with you, and then drop trails of breadcrumbs behind you to, to keep so you it's can like, track your way. Well, I'll it's like just drop the factories. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you do have plenty of fingers, and you know, you can just put it back on on your way back through. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, and most of the factories fine. It's just like there's these three or four big rooms that ha- look the same. They're all connected to each other, and you just can easily get turned around. I don't know what they were thinking about. Well, this doesn't bode well because I keep getting lost in the actual village. Oh, that village has some of the weirdest, like, dead ends. Like, like yeah. really? <laughs> this is where I can't go. Like, yeah, every time. Every time I go back to that area. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's only yeah, well there's that one gate that makes no sense, that red gate from the uh, main area to the second area that looks like it should open. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't. <laughs> that makes me so unhappy as well. I understand that. 
Uh, all right, so Resident Evil The Village, um, we've all played it. You can read the review I wrote at quarter2three.com. Uh, oh, Jason no. McMaster live streams it at twitch.tv slash McMaster. Do I have that right, McMaster? Yes. And yes. Uh, Nick will probably be uh, talking about it in the thread when he finally finishes it. So good luck in there, Nick. Don't get too Whew. turned around. All right. Uh, what do you guys got coming up you want to play? Oh, jeez. I just got the Mass Effect thing. Um, I don't know that I I have it in me to play through three Mass Effects. I mean, I I kind of want to, but... That's kind of how I'm feeling right now, too. I was like, oh... Uh, (laughs) What am I doing? Uh, I guess Days Gone (laughs) PC is coming as well, but I don't care because I have it on PlayStation 5, so whatever. Oh, PC, right. Oh, it looks great on the PC. I have been playing that. That's another thing, too, by the way, is... Those challenges in Days Gone, like compared to Mercenaries mode, um, I just like so much how I, and I have my issues with Days Gone, but those challenges really thread into the core game in interesting ways that I wish Mercenaries had done more of. Um, yeah, uh, Days yeah, Gone. And, is, oh how about that Boozer McMaster? Get back in well, there and save the Boozer. <laughs> boozer. I, I, I would be a lot more interested in playing Days Gone if it had different characters and i know that people are like whatever but man deacon it makes me just angry he just makes me angry i I think i'm going to go in and switch the voice acting just so that i have a different voice actor i'm going to switch the language to spanish or something i just can't listen to that guy screaming for boozer and muttering (laughs) at himself and oh jeez oh my god spanish that is a great idea i think i could handle Days Gone in Spanish because I wouldn't yeah. understand anything being said. Exactly. Oh, right, right. God, that's so bad. Nick, what do you got queued up? Uh, I think the next one for me is Subnautica Below Zero. They just, right. oh, they just, just went 1.0, yeah. My friend just went to work there. Really? Yeah, my buddy Anthony just got hired at Unknown Worlds. Oh, see, that's it. You can't talk about it then. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. you're not impartial anymore, McMaster. You're now biased. For you're it. now super um, biased, right? I am, I've always been super biased, though, didn't you know? I've, <laughs> taken, I've always taken money from Microsoft or whoever the hell I gave a good review to. You know that. I don't give out good reviews for free. All those, all those big checks from Unknown Worlds Entertainment. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, the money hat they put on me is outrageous. <laughs> uh, and also, the you guys won't care as much as I do about this, but there's a... A long-delayed big update for Sov- or, uh, Sunless Skies, uh, Sunless oh, Sky, that's cool. uh, next week. Uh, no, actually, yeah, I'm excited to. about that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I want to get back. I have a playthrough paused in that that I've been waiting for this update. Uh, and you were going to say what else, Nick? Druid's expansion for Valhalla. Oh, yeah, that's right. Valhalla got an expansion, sure. I wonder if I could change the voice acting in that to Spanish. Hmm. Oh. I wish that there was an option to have Heisenberg voice everything. Oh, I my God. <laughs> yeah. I totally do it, too. So. All right, so that's some of what you might be hearing in three weeks when we're back. Uh, I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Jason McMaster and Nick Diamond. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck with your Resident Evil Village playthroughs, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>
Hello, welcome to quarter to three. Video ga hold on. Redo. What do I oh. say? Quarter to three games podcast. <laughs> okay. What happened there, man? You know. The games Doing too many podcast. podcast intros. Yeah, here we go. The original one, the cool one. Here we go. Five, four, three.